Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just like your name and address, that's all. That's all. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I, I need some dirt, 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 dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? Well, Mark Wahlberg finally got some answers about his body. The actor shared a photo of his back with raised bumps after an allergy test yesterday with a caption It took me only 49 years to realize I'm allergic to almost everything. Many of his friends took jabs at him in the comments section. I'm no doctor, but based on the inflammation near the puncture marks, it looks like you're allergic to getting poked by needles. <laughs> that was uh, Chris Pratt. His Aww. nephew, Jeff Wahlberg, chimed in with a question. What if you found out you're allergic to wine? Mm. Golfer Justin Thomas had the answer, writing, what if you end up it? being allergic to wine, I call dibs on the cellar. Okay, you can tell about how miserable the state of celebrity really is right now. <laughs> right? That celebrities are getting headlines responding to Mark Wahlberg's allergy, <laughs> allergy test. test. Yes, one of his friends proved helpful. Welcome to the club. Kat McNamara commented, if you need creative alternatives, I'm happy to share. Emily Sears is recovering after undergoing a, quote, strange and surreal brain surgery. The 35-year-old Australian model and social media influencer said in an Instagram post yesterday that she had surgery last week to remove a cavernoma, or a cluster of abnormal blood vessels that were causing epileptic seizures. Oh, wow. Sears is known for appearing in Carl's Jr. ads and has nearly 5 million followers on Instagram. Jeez. She went through one of those... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm reading another headline of a story about her. She went through one of those brain surgeries where you're awake. Nope. Oh, nope. When they not do doing it. That. Nope. Not yeah. doing it. Ooh. And a crime drama series Ozark will be back for yes! fourth and final season, consisting of an expanded 14 episodes. The series follows Marty, Justin Bateman, and Wendy Burke. Okay, so I got a great TV show recommendation yesterday that I watched, and I want to tell you about it. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I actually had one recommendation. I watched the show. I wanted to tell you about it. And then I have another recommendation that comes with a very strict warning. Oh. <sighs> okay. 
So the first thing is, yesterday, Alexis told me that she'd been watching the show Floor is Lava on Netflix. I've heard about this. This is like a game show? It's like, yeah, it's a game show, and it's sort of a cross between, like, um, American Ninja Warrior, Wipeout, and Double Dare. Oh, okay. Tell me more. So, literally, it's like... It's like you've played this game with your your when you were a kid you played this game I know you did it's basically where you try to jump from piece of furniture like you can't touch the floor and you can't it's touch lava. the floor because the floor is lava so the premise of the show is they have a room that has different themes uh, depending on the episode they have three teams of three people they each get the opportunity to cross the entire room to uh, the finish line and they time it. And they have to see if, however, how many people they can get across and how quickly. And that's what determines the winner um, out of the three and then uh, the three teams. And then the winner gets $10,000. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, the stakes are real. I, they are real. Yeah. But they have to split it among yeah. three people. And then there's taxes. And I don't want to say it's not, you know, but I, I don't know. Some of the wipeouts you see on this thing and you think that's going to leave a mark. I don't yeah, what's know. What's the it draw? Is it cover... like if you like physical comedy? Kind of. Yeah. Like, but it's just good, clean fun. That's the that's the piece about it that I liked is that it's a good family show to watch. There aren't very many family shows. So it's just kind of good, clean fun. It's interesting to watch them try to figure out. And once you've seen one team go through, you know some of the tricks that the other teams used. Sure. So, you know, you can feel like you're doing some sort of physical activity while you sit on your couch. It's fantastic. I mean, hey, look, that's the best working out. Right. Watching others do it. Exactly. But I did. But I I just wanted to recommend that as a really fun family show. It totally is worth it. But then there was another show that we watched, Bradley, that I want to tell people about, but also give a warning about Ooh, and it's fun. not the show that i'm warning you about it's the network so <laughs> you actually i think it was like two christmases ago gave me the book i'll be gone in the dark yeah this is the book by michelle mcnamara about the golden state killer um she wrote it before she died and he did end up being arrested now has is pleading guilty i believe well and it's right? just such a delightful story because she actually didn't finish the book and it was only because oh, right. Pat Oswalt, uh, her husband um, and another woman, and I can't remember the story too clearly right now, mm-hmm. I apologize, but they finished the book and made sure it was, you know, and, and then got the book published as sort of, you know, like our last gift to her after she passed away. And then the real gift was mm-hmm. after the book was published... Dun dun dun! Mm-hmm. Technology, science busted the case, and it actually was busted because of genealogy, which is a whole separate topic. But right. it's just—it's an entirely fascinating, totally of the moment story. And it's even more of the moment because not only is there now a, a docu series on HBO about this story, also I believe it was yesterday. Um, the Golden State Killer pled guilty to 13 murders and is likely responsible for more. Exactly. And what is responsible for many more rapes. Yeah. Um, brutal rapes. Well, and that's one of the things you learn in the book mm-hmm. is that this was a, this was spanned decades. And mm-hmm. it was you learn a lot about serial killers that they it, it they start in one place and then they go 
far it's like they worse places. Test the waters, yep. and then they get. So, by the way, it's thirteen murders and fifty rapes throughout the seventies and eighties, and that's just the ones that are known. Yep. Okay, so here's the thing, though. This doc. Okay, so this is it's very of the moment. My husband said to me on Sunday night, "Oh, I forgot. We got to watch this All Be Gone in the Dark docu series." And I thought, oh my gosh, I have that book, but I don't read anything that's not assigned to me right now. Yeah. But I got to read that book. And so I pulled it out of my nightstand and I and put it, you know, kind of right next to my bed. And I was like, okay, I got to read this if we're going to watch this docuseries because I got to keep up with it. Well, we didn't watch it on Sunday night. So it airs every Sunday on HBO. So it's only weekly right now, it's one episode weekly. at a time. Correct. So how many episodes are we in? One. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Good. At least we watched one. Okay. Yeah, you totally do. But here's the thing, Bradley. Can we talk about HBO Max versus HBO Now versus HBO Go? I knew this would be a problem. Yeah, there are all these like HBO things, and I've had all of them at some point except for the Max, and I don't have the Max, and I I know I'm going to want to watch this series because I did enjoy the book, and I want Jamie to understand this story, so we're going to have to watch this thing, which means I'm going to have to figure this out, so please tell me what I need to know to, to get this HBO Max okay. business. If you have Apple TV, I do. your HBO Now app automatically turned to HBO Max. But was HBO Now the one that I had? Because I had a thing through Hulu mm-hmm. for a while. I don't know what you had. Because okay. I don't know the difference between Go and Now. And now there's Max. And if you're confused, welcome. Okay. So <laughs> our Now turned to Max. So we go to the app thinking, oh, well, we've got an HBO subscription. And they changed the app. So we should just be able to sign in, right? Wrong. You're a little angry about this. I am super angry because this What do you have to do? A half hour of my life last night. Why? Because you can't... So so then then I have to go research. Like, how do I watch HBO Now on my Apple TV? Well... No, we wanted Now because we wanted to watch it on Now, but you can't watch it on Now because you can't get the Now app on your app. Because it's Max. Because it's Max now. Are you so are with you me? HBO Max now or now Max? But see, that's now, the problem. So they decided that now I'm at HBO Max, but I don't have a subscription to that. I have a now subscription. Who's on first? Are you What's still on second? I don't know now? who's on third. Yes, I was. So then I had to go because then I tried to to start an HBO Max subscription. Okay. And they were like, no, you can't do that because you're already using that email address for now. Not and for I, now, like right now, for HBO, HBO now. now. So I flipped the television off, and I canceled that. Then I tried to start the HBO Max subscription, and I put my email address in, and what did it say to me? You've already used this email. You can't use this email address because you're. it took me a flipping half hour to figure it out. And you can't just well, what like tips go. Do you have? I don't have any tips. <laughs> Stay calm. That's my do yoga and some deep breathing. Set aside a half hour of your life because the other piece of it is we have YouTube TV. Yeah. So then I had to figure out how to add the HBO Max app to my YouTube because you can't just do it individually. You can't just sign up for the app. You have to add HBO now, Max now. If you're going to ask me what the difference is, I'm going to punch you. Okay. Well, I love you. I would not do that. It's a good thing we're in different studios. Um, (laughs) The Max one, mm-hmm. 
that's you have to have like a cable provider to do that? Apparently, yes. Well, what the heck is that all about? Thank you. So like, I get Disney Plus. I have mm-hmm. Disney Plus. I actually get Disney Plus as a bundle through my HBO, my Hulu, which I thought I also had my uh, HBO through because I was able to watch that one HBO documentary. What was the one that I just watched about the McDonald's McMillions? Oh yeah, McMillions. Uh-huh. And I watched that on HBO through Hulu somehow. Yep. But yeah, you then need to start over. I can't do that now. I don't know. I guess not. Oh my I'm telling God. you, they. I don't. I do not understand what they're thinking over there. This but they dumb. need to put the booze down. Yeah, because well, it's wrong. they need to put down the. They're drunk on money. Yeah, they are. they are. And my money, apparently. So anyway, just if you are a, if you want to watch this All Be Gone in the Dark series, it's amazing so far. I mean, it's good. It's like, it is good. Patton Oswald is a part of it. Um, they do they stitch together like um the words of Michelle McNamara from the book. Um, they have somebody kind of voicing her as they tell narrate the story. They interview people that she made contact with about this Golden State Killer because the way it all started really is she was just she was a crime writer already. She was obsessed with um true crime, and there was a um like a chat forum about the Golden State Killer, which, by the way, she's the one that coined the phrase the Golden State Killer. Yeah, they've called him several things. Eurons or something like that. I mean, like he had some really dumb names before. Also, the thing I loved about this book versus other true crime, because this book came out at sort of the height of that true crime moment we were all having, mm-hmm. you know, with like the My Favorite Murder podcast. Which, and, by the way, they're in this uh, HBO. Of course yep. they are. Mm-hmm. Of course, because those girls know how to get their faces in the midst of mm-hmm. a, a murder. moment. Yep, and a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to say is the thing that I enjoyed about this particular book is that it did have so much of Michelle McNamara's life in it, meaning this was a passion project for her, yeah. which is kind of creepy and weird. But sh- but I can totally relate to being just completely consumed with something that you have unnatural feelings for it and, and you realize that, but yet it drives you to actually do something and therefore... I mean, that drive paid off in that other people, it spawned that in other people, which led to the, you know, conviction or not conviction yet, but the um, arrest of this Mm -hmm. individual. It's it really is remarkable. So now I'm doing this thing where we're watching the six part docuseries on HBO. Now go Max. Go now Max. Um and I'm reading the book simultaneously, and I'm I'm one of those readers where when I start something and I got I get really into it, I want to only read yeah, that. You're like, Don't talk to me. I'm so reading. I'm sort of mad that we're doing a show right now. Yeah, well, you know, it'll be done soon. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, we've got this is going to be a pretty rough rough hour for D bags because we've got three. It's a rough hour for you. <laughs> Because we got a lot of D-bags. Exactly. So uh, stay tuned. We'll tell you who our pre-D-bag is after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, man. Um, for a while there, the celebrities weren't doing... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Doing anything, and now they won't stop doing things. Right? But they're doing debaggy things. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, bitches. We've got like a kind of a like a debag heavy uh, rest of the hour. Sorry about it. Um, sorry, but not sorry. Not sorry. Um, and in this moment, I would like to nominate a pre debag. A pre bag? Mm hmm. And that's Lena Dunham. Okay, so here's the deal. Oh, my gosh. She's trying to do this thing um, where she wants to acknowledge her privilege, which is... What's taken her so long? But the here's the problem, is that in acknowledging your privilege, Lena Dunham, the goal is to take yourself out of the center of the conversation, meaning literally stepping back... So that you can shut your mouth and open your ears and listen to the voices of marginalized people. But her problem is, even in the stepping back to take herself out of the center of the conversation, she puts herself in the center of of the conversation. It's Lena Dunham. There is nothing. Lena Dunham is at the center of her own universe. Oh, my gosh. She starts this way. Ready for it? First of all, where was this? On Twitter. She says... Whenever I find out I'm trending, I have to immediately check if I'm alive. Then I try to see if there's a constructive dialogue to have on Twitter. Often there isn't, but today there really was. It actually wasn't a dialogue. It was just me agreeing that the Hollywood system is rigged in favor of white people. And then my career took off at a young age with relative ease. Ease I wasn't able to recognize because I just didn't know what white privilege was. But the past 10 years have been a series of lessons. The lesson now, sit down, shut up, unless it's to advocate for change for black people. Listen, make art in private for a while. No one needs your book right now, lady. And then she goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. She makes herself the center of the conversation to talk about how she needs to not make herself the center of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. it's a very Lena Dunham thing. And And it's performative. Sadly, she's not alone. No. Um, Yeah. The thing about it is 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 the performance of it. And that's the Lena Dunham piece, right? Is that it's all about her saying, hey, everybody, look what I'm doing. Mm hmm. I'm going to, because there is a way, Lena, to just do the do thing it? you say you're going to do. You know, I do. <laughs> and I, not tell people you're going to do the thing you say you're going to do. Yeah. Again, I would expect no less from Lena Dunham in this regard, because this is so indicative of everything she, appro- or every time she intersects with a big issue of the day. Notice, like, this is the thing she, th- oh, people. You think we haven't been paying attention. Well, Colleen and I have been paid to pay attention mm-hmm. for the last nine years, eight We nine? don't know I how don't long. Know. It's, it's been a while. It's like a it's long been a time. <laughs> long enough to know that Lena Dunham has been doing this 
always. But like nobody is ever going to call her out. Like I feel like at some point we're going to have to show up with receipts (laughs) because nobody in her life is going to say these things to her. And people who are just now hearing her words for the first time are going to be like, oh, wow, that's, you know, look at this. Look at this, you know. A powerful lady talking about all this stuff. It's like using her voice for good. Guys, whether it was me too, whether it was oh, I'm just gonna be ruthless and I I shouldn't. No, I'm not. I don't want to. I because then you become like the person. Because then I'm just doing what she's doing. Okay. Moral of the story is she's been doing this for years, and this is no different. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, I'm kind of like, well, okay. Everybody's kind of doing this thing now where they're like, uh, I'm going to perform for social media. Mm-hmm. And if the performance allows for stories, narratives, and things to change and be different and inform and like do that, like, okay, good, right? I'm not going to poo poo that. Mm-hmm. Even though the motivation seems real suspect. Mm hmm. Because it it almost doesn't matter what the but at the same time, don't think my eyebrows not going to go up. Don't think you're not paying attention. Yeah, like what are you going to do next? That's my big thing. It's like okay, all right, all right. I will pause with you right now, Lena Dunham, while you tell us your plans to shut up and listen, and like do good, and and try to better yourself and help yourself understand what your privilege looks like, etc. I'll I'll pause with you in this. What's next? Yeah, what's next? And will it be things like, you know, we've seen actors and actresses actually give up jobs because they felt like it was important. And at this point, I just see a lot of words. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, now that we've whet your appetite, Mm, we we got more celebrities behaving badly. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. celebrities behaving badly they just won't stop and uh, we don't really want to stop them because they provide some fun on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer Hi. and we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly that name is Bieber presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day Who's your D-bag? Kylie Jenner. Why? Okay, because, listen, we're all going through a rough patch right now, right? We quarantined for a while. Uh, We got to be real good friends with our salty snacks. Mm. Maybe we found a pint of ice cream that we decided to make love to. Well, Kylie Jenner um, went to her Instagram stories Mm -hmm. and uh, posted a picture of herself Almost naked. Ooh, hot. You know, wearing a string bikini. And she captioned it. Okay, cutting off these quarantine pounds starting tomorrow. Mm. And I can't with them anymore. I'm sure she's got so many pounds. Why does it bother me so much? What, what, what's bothering you? It's particularly the, all of the Kardashians. I mean, yes. And the way that they all, have objectified themselves mm. and um have made like i there's this ugh, like they they are mothers of daughters mm. and they are so 
overly focused mm. on their own bodies, mm. on the shapes of their bodies, mm. the shapes of their faces. Khloe mm. Kardashian pretends she has a full different face. I mean, it just is, it makes me sad. Yeah, and it's what Because she looks fine in her weird manufactured, like, <laughs> way. Yeah, it's so it's so deep, man. I don't got time. But here's what I do got the truth. And the truth is <laughs> Roll it out. They these people run businesses which feed off of your insecurity. Right. Hundred percent. Jamila Jamil is trying to act like it's society's fault and she doesn't need to go after these people by name anymore because whatever. I'm I shouldn't pick on her. I'm I just I really my point is you just need to continue to call these people out because what they're selling, everything on their Instagram is just an advertisement for what they're selling. Mm-hmm. And in Kylie's case, it's a multi-million dollar cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. And it's not that all cosmetics make you lie about the reality of your body and face, right? But like, it's still like makeup requires that you feel like you're not perfect when you wake up. Mm-hmm. That's like You true. need to put it on. It's because you think there's something flawed yeah, like, about who you are. And trust, I wear, you know, I'm trying to think of an, uh, an analogy for not makeup. But what I'm saying is we all well, like you do are insecure. Your, you do your hair. Yes. Right? Like you, yes. Don't, you don't roll up to work with bedhead. <laughs> During quarantine, in <laughs> fact, I did on several occasions. Well, what were you going to do? We didn't have the hat. options. But my point is we're all insecure. I totally get it. I'm not trying to pick on women particularly. I just think that these women in particular have made a business out of making women feel as insecure as possible about their bodies. And therefore, all of the different permutations of that spill out into their social media. So you have literally Kylie in this particular case. Look at this photo. She is buck naked practically Mm -hmm. with her boobies flopping around in a tiny little bikini. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, first of all, you don't buy that you're fat, right? Because if you did, you'd probably be insecure about it and wouldn't post the photo. Mm -hmm. You're just thirst trapping everybody while making everyone else who looks at that photo and thinks, God, I don't look like that. What's wrong with me? If she feels fat, I'm like, I'm Shamu. Mm -hmm. Right? Shamon. (laughs) Shamon. Shamomj. Right? Shamu (laughs) moo. move over Kylie Jenner. So like, so it's just, it's even worse than just like, I feel insecure. I'm actually posting a photo of it. It's like, no, look at my pretty body. Yeah. Don't you feel terrible about yourself? Why don't you buy buy my my tummy tea? I know. See, that's the thing. So she's my D bag for that reason. Thank you for helping me through it. Now I can just let go of the rage. You want some more rage? Yeah. Okay, good. We can change the direction of our rage. Yes. Because my D-bag is not Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, mm-hmm. the two peeps who tried to get their kid into a fancy college by paying lots of money and pretending that that's no big deal. It's their country club. Like, you know things are bad if I'm about to call these yahoos country club a D-bag for the way that they treated these two. I mean, that is bad. I know. Okay. But wait, there's more. So here's what happened was. So the board of directors over at the Bel Air Country Club. Which, by the way, I cannot think of a place that I'd rather not be more. Oh. Yeah. So the super exclusive Bel Air Country Club 
is apparently now like there's a war going on. Oh my gosh. Because they voted, the board of directors voted unanimously to suspend Lori and Massimo from their country club. But because they were criminals. Because they're criminals. <laughs> but they were like, okay, but you're criminals, but you're still like our criminals. So like once you do your time, we're gonna let you back into our super exclusive then you club. Can come back and have cocktail hour with Mimsy yes. and Muggsy, but we can't be doing that. But we're still gonna look down on you while you're serving your time. Well, that didn't sit well with past president Michael Gallagher, who fired off a scathing letter letter to the board because he was like, This is not good enough. Why? Because, quote, this unprecedented board decision to allow felons to continue as members causes irreparable reputational harm to the club and its members. He says um, of the country club, this is a club of gentle women and gentle or gentle men and gentle women. Gentlemen are not felons and felons in turn are not gentlemen. You cannot be a member in good standing and guilty of a felon at the same time. It is a non sequitur. Great use of a Latin phrase to make myself seem even more important than I really am. I can't. Right so now. literally, these bitches are so petty that not only were they like, we're going to suspend you while you're in jail, which they didn't even have to do because like, what are these boobs going to do? Try like, to go to the country jail- club while they're in jail? Jail break so they can <laughs> show up for like... like- <laughs> You know, but they, but they still did the thing where they're like, we're going to make ourselves feel better by judging you, even though we're not ballsy enough to actually, you know, put some teeth behind it. <laughs> and then they got some boob who's like, um, you guys, we're a country club. We're supposed to look down our nose at people, specifically felons, which just is horrible. Why would you want to go there? Well, the same reason... I mean, let's to be perfectly honest about this whole thing, everybody's a D-bag in this story because the reason you'd want to go there is the same reason you'd be trying to bribe a school, yeah. a she-she school to let your kid in who doesn't deserve to be in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's the whole culture that we're dealing with, right? I, I do have good news, though. What? Lori and Massimo resigned. Oh, they were like, you can't kick us out. Yeah, cause we because left. we already left. Yeah. We're going to find another country club that will take felons. (laughs) Yeah, the felon country club. (laughs) Oh, wait, there isn't one. I mean, this is like in 2020, I would just like you to understand that there is a group of people who regularly get together and you, oh, this is just, Mm. I mean, you would expect that a country club would be like saying things behind their back left and right. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) let's just put it this way we don't understand this lifestyle no nor will we ever nope nor do we want to yeah i have never been a society kind of person no no like our school i'm about to say things but our uh, college we didn't have those greek things yeah we uh, did but it was fake fake greek things i'm sorry i'm sorry all of my i feel like you're getting an email they weren't. We didn't have national Greek organizations. Got it. They were. So you just manufactured. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't part of that system, yeah. but a lot of people I loved and love still. See, but that's a form about. of judgment that we like. We used to. So essentially, speaking from my own experience, we would look down our nose mm-hmm. 
at those institutions that did have those Greek societies, the way that the Greek societies would look down their nose at, at the people who didn't have exactly. them or the people who couldn't get into them because of whatever cockamamie oh, reasoning man. they had. So we're all guilty of judging. Yeah. And I'm fine true. with that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to judge. As long as you know what your brand of judgment yes, is. Yes, my brand <laughs> smells real good. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I told you we were going to be real D-bag heavy. Oof. We have some spillover. We have a D-bag double down when we come back. On my talk one. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, man, we've got some extra D-bags here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live. And my talk 1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, sometimes we have so many D bags. So many. I mean, th- it's been, we've had a lot today. Dirty. But we're not done yet. We got a little double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, I'm so excited. You Are know you? I love to poke fun at the pioneer woman. Oh, <laughs> what did she do now? I know you're you're her friend. You guys go way back. I your fellow redheads. You know, don't I don't want to own her sometimes. Okay, well, um, I like to poke fun at her because, you know, it's just fun. Uh, because she is the pioneer woman, and also I have questions about why she considers herself a pioneer. Because yeah, like, like does she she's go, not very pioneer? Like does she go potty in an outhouse? She's like super bougie. Does she have indoor plumbing? Yes. Yeah, that's not pioneer. She's super bougie. She has like picnics. Does she have a car? Anyway, um, does she six, ride horses everywhere? I saw this article and I wanted to get real animated, and then I was like, well, that's dumb, but whatever. She had this article about like um the best potluck meals for your 4th of July gathering. And I was like, hey, girl, mm. we're not doing gatherings. Yeah, also, potlucks seem like a bad idea in Coronaville. Right? Right? So, but then I was like, but, you know, some people out on her farm, like, they're social dis... Whatever. Like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna be that thirsty to hate on, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Pioneer Lady. But well, we're gonna do it but anyway. But I'm gonna do it anyway, because <laughs> then I found this trash on her website... Six best 4th of July menu ideas to keep your guests coming back for seconds. And uh, the very top of uh, the article is a picture of something that's number two on her list of 4th of July mm. menu items. Number two, you say? It's a big number two, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. A big steamy number two on her plate. <laughs> um, Can you please open this up? Yeah, I'm looking Are at it. Are you looking at it? Is it the burger? It's the burger. That looks nasty. It's called the Hawaiian pizza burger. No. No. Like the only thing worse than putting pineapple on pizza 
is putting pineapple on a burger that wants to be pizza <laughs> that wants to be pizza because as far as i'm concerned pizza burgers are dumb but whatever elementary school we all made them right and we make pizza burgers in grade school at I, some point probably like in home ac or maybe that was middle school. i don't like to think of those days anyway it's a burger with a big fat piece of pineapple on top also can i can i just nobody should do this i mean yes in general no to that but yes, then in general what do you mean also like in general please don't pizza your burger and then put your pineapple on it just in general that sounds nasty yeah but secondly i just want to can i just speak out against people trying to get all she she with the picnic food. Also, just like a bag of chips and a regular burger on the grill yeah. is just fine. I am impressed by it. Yeah. Also, what 4th of July experience is a pineapple, pineapple burger? Pizza burger. I mean, if like in your town, it's like, since 1852, we've been putting pineapple on our hometown burgers. Okay, great, hometown. Enjoy. Like maybe in Hawaii, they eat Hawaiian pizza burgers, right? Uh, I doubt it. I kind of feel like I now need to go to Hawaii and say, do you guys eat Hawaiian pizza? Right. They just call it pizza. I don't know. Anyway, my point is the combination of hamburger. Also, here's the other. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, strong opinion. Ham on pizza. Yeah, no, no. Sa- or or uh, ham, not only on pizza, but ham on a burger. Mm-mm. No. Sounds vile. Yeah, especially because I'm already meeting. Yeah, and it's a right? very specific meat. Yeah. And ham is a very uh, intense flavored meat. And I feel like it takes away from the flavor of the burnt. Like, it, all you're going to taste is ham. Okay, I'm um, okay. I got, I got more. I got more. It's coming. Hold on. If you have to dress a burger up that much. Yeah, your burger's crap. Your burger's dumb. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you have to put 30 ingredients on your burger, although we're not talking about the Jiffy Burger at Blue Door because oh, they please, do put a lot on pile that. It on. And it's, it complements. Like, everything complements. Mm-hmm. But, like, ham, pineapple, yeah. cheese, no. and pizza sauce on a burger? Okay, also, can <clears> I just... Ta- okay, so let's let's widen, widen the scope from just this dumb burger. I'm looking at her all-grilled 4th of July menu, and I want to just... Oh, good. I'm 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 here Cry. for this story. Okay, because then I don't have to be the only one hating. What on. did I already say? Like, what's all you need for a picnic? Burger. Like a couple grillables, some buns. You're some good. Chips. You can. You know maybe what? Maybe a you pasta can, salad. You can go shishi with your condiments. I don't care if you got some fancy ass mustard. You want to share? <laughs> get it. Okay. But like, okay. Here's the menu. Lad's grilled tenderloin. Well, that's her husband. Spiced rub. Because you know the man mm. makes the big the piece tender- of meat. He's got such a tenderloin. He has the charge of the. He has charge of the grill. The spiced rubbed grilled chicken and Hawaiian pizza burgers. You have three main courses. No. Yeah, no, nobody's doing that. Next, let's let's hit up the sides. Okay. To be fair, the grilled chicken and lemon orzo salad sounds lovely. Grilled corn and jalapeno slaw. I might actually make that. A grilled nectarine salad. I'm not grilling fruit. Grilled zucchini. <laughs> I don't care for grilled zucchini. For dessert, grilled peaches. Wait a and minute. Pecans. You just had grilled nectarines for salad. Yeah, now we're having grilled peaches. And then your drink, a grilled strawberry sangria. Just kidding. It's just strawberry sangria. She does have a lot of these little menus put together. 
Um, and God bless her. She needs to push content. I'm not here to, to question. But, like, none of this is particularly bacon, goat cheese, guacamole. Ew. That sounds Why? Gross. It's guacamole. You don't need to do anything to it. Mm. It's literally five ingredients. <gasps> she named a margarita after herself. Of course she did. It's the She marga- named an instant pot after it's herself, mar- and I'm not, I have not gotten over it. It's the margarita. I'm dead serious. <laughs> her first name is because she's re-drummond. It actually does look kind of good. I just, mm, you know, my husband, we watched um, CBS Sunday morning the other mm, morning. That's where all people go for some it's, learned it's good, it's just commentary. It's good storytelling. Um, my husband was really keen to watch this story they did on Guy Fieri. Oh, sure. And I was like, oh, I can't stand him. And my husband was like, he's actually like a really decent guy. He and is. he is, and he does really good things. And what I've realized is I just think food celebrities kind of get to me. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I will say I, I used to, because the world was like, oh, we looked down our nose at Guy Fieri because he's got those weird frosty tips. And oh, it wasn't his even his frosty sun, tips. Sunnies it was backwards. This backwards sunnies that just. Tipped yeah, him I over totally the get it. Edge. It's kind of like I just judge Re because she like always walks out and in this giganto kitchen and is like, oh, I'm just gonna throw together some stuff while I tell you about my daughter. <laughs> and then you know my husband's out making hay and, and chopping just, wood, chopping wood, and doing manly things. <laughs> and I just think that's a crockahooey. I think they're probably throwing things at each other when they're off camera and. They haven't slept together in, you know, five years, but whatever. That's my own story. <laughs> but I totally get the whole food thing, you know, like food celebrities are kind of. I don't know why they just get to me. It's like, I, I think part of it is, okay, you know what? I, I know what it is. So I'm going to reveal this about myself so that you can, so that I don't get any emails from people that are like, just go easy on them. Here's why it is. We all eat and we all make food. Yeah. And we all make food that we think is really good. So I think what irritates me is that these are just like regular people who make money. Like who do you think you are? Like they make money off doing the thing that I have to do all the time. Like people who get famous, like the super nanny for yelling at kids. I'm like, I do it. Nobody pays me. You're just bitter. That's what it is. I I totally agree. Because I do think there is a difference between, say, Reed Drummond and, say, um... Oh gosh, I'm one of a hundred other people. It's like give me an example. Do you want another food person? Like um, Giada De La Renta? I will say, like, here's one. Mangchi. Do you oh, I've yeah. talked about Mangchi mm-hmm. before, right? She's this amazing, like, Korean home cook. Mm-hmm. And she has like she's a YouTube celebrity. But she has like taken like she has done work to come up with her recipes. Right. And to convert recipes that she has been cooking and other people have been cooking for, you know, like a really long time. I just kind of get the impression with these recipes, like Reed Drummond or pick somebody else from like the Food Network, Mm -hmm. that they just went to Pinterest and were like, I need some Fourth of July recipes. What can I do? Like, I don't feel like this Hawaiian burger is something she spent a lot of time on. No, no, no. Like, basically, what I'm saying is, if you're going to sell me something, at least make the lie good enough that I'm going to believe it. Right. And also, if you're putting that much effort into your 4th of July menu, you're doing it wrong. 
Because on the 4th of July, you know what you're supposed to do? Open a bag. Yep. Yeah. Put your face in it. Sit back. Put your feet well, up. And don't you also, as somebody who loves to cook, mm-hmm. cooking for other people is kind of fraught because, like... You've all been to those cookouts where a person spent way too much time on the food. Yeah. And like you can tell that inside they're seething because you're not giving their food exactly. enough attention. Yeah, that's why be mediocre. <laughs> Just like live your life in a mediocre yeah. way. You'll be happy. Lowered expectations, Lowered man. Lowered expectations. When we come back, oh man. Okay, Bradley, I'm going to let you describe this when we come back. But Costco did away with Bradley's half sheet cake and he's not happy. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.